February 12, 2021. It's the Watford Pedro Show. <laughs>
can watch a million ways to die What you wanna get on the internet You can find a million things to buy What you wanna get is on the internet Out in no place, become the place to be There's nothing here to see When did we volunteer? Happy Friday, second Friday, I think, of the month. And uh, Brother Matt quit Quarantino mode, so he's still at the Love Grotto, a couple miles south, Pleasure Point. But I am not totally man alone because of those geniuses in Estonia with their Skype software invention. I got Brother Derek Day with me. Yeah, welcome hey. aboard. Derek, what part hey, is... Hey, let's... Sorry. You know, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Mike. Well, how you doing? I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> what part sorry. of sorry? What part of SoCal are you talking to me from? I'm from Los Angeles, California. Like uh, no, maybe like Northeast LA kind. Of. I'm talking right now at this moment, not where you're from. <laughs> yeah, I already. I'm still here right now. Yeah. Yeah, but what what part? Northeast. Yeah, Northeast LA kind of kind of thing, What's and that, um, Lincoln Heights. Yeah, or I'm, I'm more like Cypress Park, Eagle Rock. Okay, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Nels Klein lived in Eagle Rock for a while, Cypress Park, okay. Nice. So, look, I should tell people, we started off with John Coltrane doing Iris. 
and then Derek Day, Click On Me, which you uh, wrote with uh, Vernon Reed, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, uh, a couple years ago in, in New York, yeah. Yeah, he's an incredible musician. Great cat. Uh, look, let's talk about your journey through music, Brother Derek. What sure. is your earliest... Now, you're from SoCal, so... But give me your earliest musical memory. I um earliest musical memory probably like uh, uh, listening to like uh, Michael Jackson off the wall like when I was a young maybe like two or three or something my mom would like blast it at home and like great memory. Uh, God, two or three but that's a great fucking album too dude it's the oh god it's so amazing gonna be starting it's, something right. Great yeah, got to be too. started. So yes, yes, got to be started. Uh, yeah, love, love that too. Uh, so, Damn, that's sick. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> let, let let me ask you now: the pad you grew up in was there musical instruments? Uh, no, well, not really, not at first, but maybe like um, you know, like it, we all started kind of taking like after school classes and stuff. I have three brothers and we kind of just got into it. My parents didn't really play at all. And we have like relatives like in different countries that played guitar to an extent. Well, I just, I, I just wonder about situation. You know, we all got different journeys, how we got to today on this music path shit. Right. And so yeah. I'm wondering about, you know, instruments in the pad. So they come later, but not at first. Well, what about, uh, uh, a school were you in the marching band or the choir shit like that yeah you know, eventually i joined uh uh i did like uh, orchestra in my high school and um also did some trombone and learned the music bone. theory kind the bone bass clef i'm into that yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> okay awesome. what about what about the first fucking record you bought with your own money it wasn't that mike jackson record no, no, with my own money. Um, that's a good question. I, you know, when I you're a that, kid, you... you don't have a lot of money. So when you first spend it on a record, right, it's something. Yes, I think it was Cream of Clapton. Ah, the best of Eric Clapton, that okay. best of kind of album. Right, uh, anthology. Okay, and the first gig you went and saw. Oh, like major gig or any oh, gig? Oh, any gig. Any Live music, right? Loud music, loud music. Um, dang, I mean, I want to say, oh, shoot. I have no idea. I mean. That's all right. It it's, the Watt, it's the Watt from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. Maybe it's like, uh, I think I can only remember my first concert kind of, and it was just the Who. And I was like, damn, you know. Okay. Big the pad. Who. It was at a big pad, right? Oh, yeah. I was like, the Hollywood Bowl, I think. <laughs> So sick. <laughs> it's kind of a big bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now look, you end up on the fucking guitar. How'd that happen? Uh, you know, uh, I, I guess just me. Well, like listening to like, actually, I'm a big Clapton fan. And when I heard like the Lalo riff, I was like, damn, that's like, I didn't know what it was. Just wanted to like get into that sort of thing and heard these cool things from Hendrix and everything. Of course, uh, thanks to my brothers and, uh, yeah, pretty much just started. I learned, I just like picked it up and I realized that it happened pretty quickly. So, you know, I saw, I, and also like people, street performers, I'm, I come from street performing and like I see a lot of them and like it just makes sense. They get a little tip, they play some music, they feel good, they're outside. I'm like, oh, I did that for like for uh, 10 years or something. 
Now, it's down in Santa Monica. You, your brothers, they're older? Yeah, yeah. Okay, older. okay, okay. So big influence, I, I understand. Uh, Always. So the first guitar you got, was it acoustic or an electric? Uh, electric, actually. It was an yeah. And so you must yep. have got an amp too, right? Yeah, but it was terrible. It's just okay. like a, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> Look, we all got to like, start somewhere, right? Come on, it's all right. Yeah, of course, of course. Do you remember the first uh, song man. you learned on the guitar? First song? Oh, da 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 da. I think, I think. Uh, first song, like full length, huh? Dang. Uh, probably like maybe like. Crossroads or Purple Haze or something like oh, that. Crossroad, Robert Johnson. But probably the Cream version, uh, Wheels of Fire. Cream. I love the way we Jack Bruce just rolls Eric Clapton on Wheels of Fire, that live version. Uh, did you yeah. did you have a guitar teacher or did you learn Man Alone? Kind of Man Alone. My brother showed me some stuff, but, you know, you just kind of like run run ahead. Right. And, uh, and you probably yeah. uh, learned, uh, played off uh, with records, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, All right, like right. my ears away. Now, now, what about the trip where, where after school you got the garage band, the basement band, the you know bedroom band? Did you do some of that? Of course, yeah. I was in like a bunch of bands in high school, and like, but um, and I was in a couple labels and stuff. And no, but, I want to. I don't want to know the early days, right? Because you only have that once. Do you remember your first yeah. your first gig with a band? First gig with a band, uh, that would be, man, that's, I mean, th it was at like an after school program kind that's of thing. Right. That's all right. That's a gig. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Me, it was just me and a drummer too. It was, uh, that, no bass. That, no bass. Oh, that poor lonely kick drum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I always think. You know, I'm a little, a little prejudiced towards the bass guitar a little bit. Jack Bruce, blame uh, Jack Bruce. Look, look, was it a success? Was it pants shitter? Uh, <laughs> They're always pants shooters for me. I always get scared. Oh man, it was a pants shitter for sure. I think it turned out okay. You know, like okay, great, great. Uh, it great. came out good. Now look, look, Derek, there you're a fucking great singer. When did you start singing? Um. Uh, Maybe like right around when I started playing, like maybe not at nine or ten or something, or like more around like twelve. But like, but you it, weren't uh, in the choir. No, not in the choir. Okay, okay. Because some yeah. people write that they sing in church or they sing at school. So I was just wondering, you're just singing to records while you're playing your guitar, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and or just like singing along to like the solos or something and kind of like learning with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I still compose that way, right? I use a little recorder and you hum it in there. Instead of having the fucking machine in your hands, use your head and then try to translate it to your fingers in your machine. I want to play a song here, Social Kitten. <laughs> I like that title. <laughs>
Hey, I'm Derek Day. We are jamming in the van 2020 at NAM. This song is called There Is No Me Without You.
Alfred Pedro show. Yeah, that chunk of music started off with Derek Day doing Social Kit. Then Ava Mendoza with Verso 2. Uh, Wharton Tears with the second movement of his Symphony Number no. 9 Beyond. It's called Imagination. It's a rough version because he wrote for Symphony, but in the meantime, he uh, parted it all out using uh, MIDI and that stuff. Uh, Thurston Moore, brand new album. A uh, tune called The View. He did at home during this uh, sitch. Hands Rock from Switzerland with uh, Dissonant Loop. Balmas Prendit from the DCR. These guys recorded like 5,000 songs and did five gigs over 40 years. <laughs> Mystery wow. Squid. Uh, Devil Hoof after that, which is Devin Hoff's uh, kind of man alone on the stand-up bass prac unit, Ursula. And finally, something live from Derek Day. There is no me. There is no me. So, does that that two-piecer, you and that drummer, did that band have a name? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was um, uh, Garage Garbage, I think. It <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <kind> of rhymes. <laughs> yeah, it does. GG, <laughs> GG Allen. You guys were getting ready for the big time. Anyway, yeah. uh, after, uh, after school, did you go to further school, uh, like music school, like college, yeah. that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, like, you know, Pasadena City College. I took, you know, some, uh, well, actually really more music history, but also like trumpet and a couple ah, things. Trumpet. And okay. I'm really just a year kind of, I'm not that great, but it was so cool to get my hands around one and like figure that out. Like, you know a cat who's really good on the bass, but does trumpet when he was younger? Uh, who's that? Fleet. In fact, Free? Yeah, that's why he opened up. Yeah, Flea opened up his uh, Silver, oh, yeah. Silver Lake School of Conservatory because we went back to the high school where he learned trumpet. They had stopped the music program. So he said, oh, fuck wow. it. I'm going to open up my own music school so kids can still learn. Yeah. So that's why I always ask about school, you know, because some schools, yeah, they don't think it's uh, necessary to have arts and stuff like that. So, uh, okay, uh, let's get back. So, uh, did garbage uh, garage garbage continue or was it short lived? Uh, it probably well, I went for like uh, pretty short lived. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's the short answer. Okay, okay. So what happened after that? As far as did you join bands or did you start your own bands? I usually started my own bands. I had a like a really cool. Uh, well, this trio that uh, we released an EP uh, where they called the Kidneys. And it was the Conformity EP, and it had it was kind of like a kind of a hard rock, maybe punk on the punker side of hard, hard rock kind of type music, and and also all like usually uh, this band of mine for every year of high school, every summer we would go to Capsa down in downtown LA, and um, they had this amazing program where it was uh, teachers from Cal Arts that taught like really good music came down and like. We were just, it was like a whole, all summer from like nine to five. And it was so cool. That's when we learned like about cool, like, like Zappa a little bit more. And was there a trumpet um, man named uh, Leo Wadada Smith? Because I think he woo. taught, he taught at Cal Arts and he's a very avant-garde, righteous, free music kind of cat. So, so the, the, these, uh, these folks, they, they uh, expanded your uh, musical horizon. Oh man, absolutely, and it it felt like I, I felt affected my writing as well so much. It's just like you know everything is so subconscious now and easier, freer, kind of really kind of helped 
be creative. Well, well, tell me about songwriting. When did you start? Did you start right away? First, you were copying other guys' songs, right? But when when did you start writing your own songs? Yeah, that I think it started kind of right away. Just to, um, I remember I wrote like a song called like "Where the Hell Are You." <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. <laughs> but it was. I was like twelve, maybe. And That's okay. At least you were trying. Yeah, at least you're trying. And I like the idea you started really young. I mean, as a teenager, I wrote only one song. It was kind of mentality because it's the early 70s here in Pedro, and nobody wrote their own songs. Everybody copied shit. So I had this one song. It was called King of Bass. No, Mr. (laughs) Bass, King of Outer Space. (laughs) It was about like playing a bass solo at a gig and blowing the rest of the band off the stage. Obviously, I had issues, you know. There was a lot of hierarchy in them days. It was arena rock days and stuff. So I'm always curious about that. So, so, so what was, what was the process? Was, uh, did you have a little four track? Uh, at one point, yeah, actually I had a little four track thing, uh, but it was short lived. It was my brother's actually. And, uh, but, um, you know, I actually, you know, I, I would borrow friends, interfaces as well. Some, you know, the homie in Atwater would have one and, (laughs) you know, just. So That's like uh, like Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. You know, hey, I'll let you use my guitar for a week if I use your, you know. But yeah. that uh, that's I actually uh, took it more serious. I started paying for. Oh, you know what? The first real time I like went into the studio yeah. was I was like maybe or I don't even I don't know how old I was, but pretty uh, like eighteen, nineteen ish, twenty, and recorded two full length albums just Jeez. of my own music. And my my band's music, and um, and immediately after a band with my brother I had called Hot Stop, <laughs> we recorded a full length album. It was right around that time, but that was the first time I was like, oh, sh-, like this is what it's like to record with like or learn. I was like learning so much, like whoa, this like professional. <laughs> so but, um, it wasn't like one song; it was like three fucking albums. <laughs> first time, I got, yeah, yeah, two of them at once, and then one like right after, okay. yeah. Now, now, for, for you, what was it like? Like a gig in front of the microphones, or did you go through the whole shit where you lay down basic tracks and you overdub? And yeah, overdub. The first two were like super self-funded. Just me and my buddies paid for it, and sure, I paid sure. for the separate. And so we kind of like we didn't focus too hard on that, um, except with my the thing I was doing on the side that took hours on end of mixing for some reason. I don't know why I got like really. Uh, I don't know. Well, can I um, can I ask you? Did you use a producer or was it self produced? It was self produced. Oh, that's great! Right away you start. Okay, because you yeah, know, I gotta tell you, Derek, a lot of nightmare stories about cats. Their first experiences is being like a little toy of a pu- a producer. Right, right. You know, dangling from puppet strings and shit like that. So I, I'm so glad. Or or like they, 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 they keep the tapes. They won't give the tapes. Or I guess the hard yeah. drives to, to the dudes. And it's just nightmares I've heard. So that that's uh, Now, did you have everything done before guys went in? Or did you try to write in the studio? Uh, we had everything done. This band smart, was long. Very smart. <laughs> right? Because yeah. a practice pad costs a lot less to rent than a studio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You say that again. So, what about the torn thing? Did you get into that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just jumped on uh, 
right, right around 2017, I was like 21 or something, <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, it, uh, what would we do? Like, oh yeah, that's when it like started going down. Like I gigged Hollywood every week, uh, like twice a week. And then I got a little bit put in front of some people and I sent like, I got to, so fortunate to go on like the Steve Vai tour, which like helped me get the Ted Nugent tour and like the living color tour right after that. And played with, you know, it was just like, they were like a month, each one. Well, the Vi tour was very short, but the other ones were like months or so, like a month or two. And, uh, it was something that happened. That's when it's really started going down. And I, you know, I've been in that one greasy band that did the, we did the States too, a back and forth. And, that you know, we weren't famous and we never did became, but it was a good experience. It was really lovely. Like five dudes, one van, sleeping in the van, floor of the van. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. But so you did both things, opening up and then your own little tour yeah. also. Can I ask you about the Living Color experience? Did you get to meet the bass man Doug Wimish? Dude, yeah, yeah. He man, he's a some... huge hero of mine. <laughs> I love that guy. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he's mind-blowing. He has his own solo at the show, and I would watch it every night, and I'm like, this is crazy. A lot of pedals, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, he goes and, back with the Sugar Hill Gang and stuff. He can play without pedals. He can do anything. Uh, he's just yeah. the biggest hero. He was with Mark Stewart Ma Mafia over in England. and Yeah, I know uh, he's been playing with these cats for a while now. In fact, I first saw him play with him, I think, in Hungary at a festival, maybe... Ten years Whoa. ago, so it's been a while. It's been a while. I played uh, way long time ago with uh, the other version they had with the uh, God. What was his name? I can't remember his name. Mugs or Migs? Or the guy Migs. was on, yeah, something like that. But a, a great band. I just I was wondering if you if you got to. I think he's Connecticut dude, uh, Doug Wimbish. He's just a big inspiration to me, man. Wow, that's so awesome! I know it's cool. your interview, so I don't mean to bogart on you like that. But, but they were they no. were positive experiences because some people have real uh, sad things opening up for people. Yeah, yeah. But Absolutely. you probably went in there with no ego, no chip, so looking uh, for the opportunity, right? Yeah, I just wanted to. Pl I was just so grateful yeah, to play. Yeah. See that that God. makes a big difference. Yeah, big difference, you know. Uh, Look, we're um, at the end of the first hour of the what day okay. February 12th, 2021 uh -huh. edition of the Watt from Pedro show with special guest Derek Day. Hold tight for hour two. Uh -huh. February 12th, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
long time Didn't know what to make out of you Your defiance, your spirit seemed to be crushed Clawed its way back some lonely avenue To a place impenetrable to hurt and fear Yet that hurt and fear still remains Locked in your heart like amber Etched in your tattoos Images of love and pain Scream at you down on Pacific Avenue. Wind chaser, riding on your Harley down the avenue. Can you tell me who that's chasing you? Well, there's a whole year worth of conversations That you never quite figured out The words to speak because of your fear Oh, being too vulnerable But those words will eventually come and Tortured in the stains of your tears Only then will you find some relief All freedom from the ghosts who know your name. We're in chaser, screaming on your Harley down Pacific Avenue. Chaser Can't you tell me Who's been chasing you
every trip down those double yellow lines Are you still trying to escape All those ghosts you thought I thought you'd left behind But acting like no one sees That pretending man no That you're dancing Assumes that I don't have Eyes or ears Yeah, yeah, yeah Chaser Riding down your Harley On Pacific Avenue We're in Chaser Can you tell me Who's that Chaser
for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Derek Day and Attached. <laughs> Beneath the Ruins, brand new, new uh, from these cats. Uh, Destiny. Uh, James Allen from Pedro here. That's where he lives. And it's kind of about Pedro, right? It's about Pacific Avenue. We got two main drags. This is the older one, right? Pacific Avenue and this uh, tune, Wind Chaser. Then Network Glass from Baltimore with 1A. Uh, Pants Exploder out of uh, Brooklyn. Great studio there, Caesar's Palace. Brother Jason. And Yoga Perv. And finally, Beat With Mine, Derek Day. Now, now tell us about Attached, Derek. Attached and uh, and also Beat With Mine are two songs that were are in uh, the very first album I ever did. My very first solo kind of first attempt at producing anything and it was done like a little, you know, a small studio out in a Whit- uh, Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker. Wow. Oh no, Whittier. Sorry. Whittier. <laughs> uh, that's where Dick. Whittier. Nick, that's where Dick Nixon went to law school. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> also, there was Dang. an old. Uh, we had an old punk uh, fanzine in late seventies called Flipside, and that's where they were located. Cool. Hell yeah. Whittier's sick. Whittier has the spots. Like, there's a lot of great bands out there. Um, but yeah, this was just done like a little studio out there called the Groove Factory. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, my first thing take, ever, first release. How long did it take you, Derek? Oh man, hours on end of weeks. For some reason, it just took like almost a. I feel like almost a year, <laughs> and like the mixing was ongoing and ongoing. You yeah. mean the tracking was kind of. It was long, too, or just the mixing? Oh, well, the tracking took a minute because I recorded all the guitars and bass and keyboards and, like, vocals. I didn't do the drums. I'm not a drummer. I can't. I mean, I could try, but it's not the real thing. So I had to get my buddies, Nate. Uh, oh, on this track, it's Drew Salzman. Yeah. So he, he was in a band with me. We were both in a band, actually, called Hot Stop in the past. Uh, Hot Stop is the opposite of Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> this was with your brother, too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yes, yeah. And what's he work? What, what instrument he play? He does a uh, lead guitar really ah, well. Okay, I stole. I'm not gonna lie, I stole his licks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what brothers are for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, what about this uh, beat with mine? Well, same. It was just part of the same trip, right? Yeah. Course. Yeah, yeah, same same thing. You're gonna hear they sound alike. It's not a little like lower end or like kinda, you know, whatever, but it has a little, you know, story in it, to say the least. <laughs> what well, what comes first? Music or the words? Mus- music for me, I think. Yeah. What about title? Yeah. What about title? Title? Oof. Uh uh right after the music like maybe immediately before the yeah. oh you know what you know what sometimes I need, with the lyrics I, don't know. I, I need the title right at the beginning or i got no focus and like hardly anyone i know they usually say titles last <laughs> yeah that's that's weird whoa the titles first look you got you gave me this tune here called fine lines is this from the same batch no this is um currently right uh it's oh, uh, oh current okay
Greg Ginn breaks out of Alexa. It is 1982 in my kitchen when a 12-year-old blonde bored kid listened to Hall & Oates. Punk rock blinded me in the future. Blitzkrieg bopping, stomping. But that was the future. A turning page halfway raised that closes the book.
Watch for Peter's show, that chunk of music. Derek Day, Fine Lines. And, and people, this is coming out in like a couple weeks. I think two weeks, right? The 25th yeah. Feb, you were saying? 20, and then we 25th. had Dulce Drone from Northern Ireland doing good people. Mike Cooper, Giacinto One. Uh, I Will Not Lie to You from Deep in the Woods, 66. This is uh, out of Ireland, but uh, Dublin. Um, you don't say Southern, you say Republic of, right, yeah. And Phil, Phil <laughs> Venable out of North Carolina with uh, Turn and Page. And finally, Another Day from Derek Day. Ha! Two <laughs> you're right, you worked in your name there. That was clever. Yes! You understand, Mike. No one got that. No one got it. <laughs> That's what bass players are for. <laughs> but you say you do you, you do your own bass on the records. Uh, not on this. Not recently. On the on the on attached and beat with mine. Yeah, but then I realize it's good to get another hand in there. Okay, okay. It is different, right? Yeah, it does something something else. Yeah, like another perspective, another a counterpoint, or yeah, or like a new feeling, or like a. Yeah, absolutely. Like all of uh, it, just yeah, perspective on the. No, I'm asking instrument. you, Derek, because some people say you know success is getting to do everything yourself and having your way over everything, and you say no, bring in another dude. Yeah, after a minute, you have to kind of step aside. Absolutely, like I love the you know because it's not just I because I, I did these first couple songs beat with mine attached, and there's some more actually, and. I've, I noticed that on the record. I was like, huh, this is a little too perfect or a little too intentional. May or I don't know. It was weird. I was like, hmm, maybe we should just kind of – I'll write the parts though. Like I usually write a lot of the parts. But I'm like, you know, throw your own thing on it. <laughs> okay. And, and, and is it like a circle of friends or do you go searching out cats or what? Kind of both. I like uh, – I've played with like my very first drummer ever. He's played on Another Day – and a couple other songs, the Benny and the Jets recording I have. Um, uh, but um, yeah, just uh, but and then there's also just playing the the strip kind of being like at the whiskey and stuff, uh, meeting like guys from like like Walter Eno from like Survivor, all these like amazing session guys that that's just good to know. They're like real uh, seasoned, dialed into their instrument, like shoot, like that. Let me get an understanding of the process. Do you just play them the tunes, or do you show them the parts that you written out for the bass, or do you play them what you got on the guitar and, and say, "Hey, what would you come up with to this?" So kind of all of that, you know. Usually, the first for a while though, I, was, I wrote out like the parts and I would show them on the guitar, kind of like this is what I would want, and then we just play it back in rehearsal, like bang bang. Um, but then lately, though, I'm like, yeah, throw your like more i find more and more i'm like just do your thing on it do you i want like the, you as the artist because it's like so much cool it's like this art project now right right and kind of collab right what what, what, what yeah. about uh because you said you ain't really a drummer man that much so do, do you like teach the drummer or or you let him try out different hey run that by me or how do, how do, how do you figure out the drum part Maybe more the the latter. The like I would maybe say like can't, super brief kind of like description. Maybe something like I could beatbox it to a little bit to an extent. Oh, like but, use um, your mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what like I have to do. Chest. That's yeah, I have to do shit like that because I can't play either. But I try to put the sounds out, and then they try to figure that out, translate it. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the very first language I feel like is percussion. Sure. Bam. Th- and think about it. I got a theory about that. Maybe the first instrument was a drum, but the drum was actually the earth, and the drumsticks was the bottoms of our feet. And that so dancing was the first way of playing an instrument. Damn, that's awesome. That's literally like that the way to do theory? it. <laughs> that fucked up theory. Well, you know, I'm just wondering. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't fucking synthesized at first, though. That's a little down the road. A little down the road. But the, there's some bitchin' synth, man. I mean, there's a cat in, in Pittsburgh, Mr. Tom. He's got this band called uh, Black Moss Super Rainbow. Sometimes he calls himself Tobacco. And he can rock a fucking synthesizer. So I'm, I'm not anti-synthesizer. Nice. Uh, did you use any synth, uh, keyboards and synths? Yeah, I love. Oh man, I love using synth. The latest release, Fine Lines, is like yeah. littered with synthesizer. And is it you playing it? I play some of them. I play this really cool like Moog uh, from like 1973 on it. That's like you had to tune it and like, and like it took a minute. But it's like this. We played some old synths. I played a couple and like you know the Juno and stuff. But uh, a lot of it, though, was done by Thomas Ross Johansson, who also produced a track. And he owns the studio. And, uh, yeah, he does a lot. He's an incredible keyboardist. Okay, so this, just this, rips. Um, this recent record, then, you, you co-produced. Oh, yeah. Or this record, I would yeah, pretty much. But I would give it more to Thomas Ross because he kind of, okay. like, he just kind of made it happen. You know, like, bam. I can't, I, you know, I wrote the music and arranged it. But he was more produced by Thomas. Yeah, and maybe that's like you letting some other cat play bass, just another perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And to keep like an overview, overall view right, of everything. Right. <laughs> the forest instead of just the tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, we're at the uh, end of the second hour of uh, February 12, 2021 edition. Peter Show special guest, Derek Day. Whole time for hour Woo! three. February 12, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Life for Pedro show. Start off the third hour. Derek D. Derek Day, I'm so sorry, brother. Derek That's Day cool. will face me. Face me. Then Crane with Happening. The Beggar's Best. The Promises. Champion. Faking it. Oh, Grand Champion. Sorry. And that's peen, people. Two E's, right? Jam, champeen. And notes to you. Tro's Abramson remix from Sleep Party People. Survival Knife with Roman Fever. Uh, Grayson from Sopko, Laswell, Prigden. And finally, the Attitude Song. Steve Vai. Did you get to jam with him? Steve? A couple Mr. times, Vi. yeah. Okay. Because th- th- that cat can play, right? That guy, yeah, man, it's crazy being on stage with him. Do yeah. You know, do you know of a cat named Buckethead? Yeah, I'm not personally, but no, I'm yeah, a huge I'm, fan. But yeah, I would say he kind of reminds me a little bit. Well, not the outfit, but the playing. <laughs> they got different yeah, outfits, yeah. like Colonel Sanders bucket of chicken over there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway. When you, when, you, when you jam with, with somebody like that, uh, he's pretty generous, right? He just doesn't, like, roll you over, does he? <laughs> <laughs> or, or does he? I don't know. I'm, I, man, actually, you know, I've only, now that I think of it, I've only sang while he played. Oh, okay. Um, but... Man, I mean, maybe one time I did something like a quick guitar thing with him, but it wasn't really, I don't know. But but no, but he, I've seen him battle, and um, he has this thing where like he invites people to battle him. And yeah, 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 money. that's what I was going to say, because, you know, I guess with you it was more like Paul Stanley and Ace Frehley, you know, not so much of a battle, right? <laughs> it would be like a cool combo. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, why did you give me this song, the Attitude Song? Favorite I was just, of yours? you know, I don't have, I didn't, I don't have that many um, songs out. I only have like seven songs or eight songs. No, 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 I, no. I, no. I, I understand about that, Derek. Uh, why did you pick that particular song for Mister Vi? Oh, oh, um, I just it was like my first one of the first songs I ever heard by Vi. Probably the first one, if not for the, for the love of the God, actually might have been the first. But that no, 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 it was that one, the Attitude song, because I saw it on the B I don't know, G3 DVD I had when I was like very young, and uh, man, so yeah, it's just like ah, it's just rips. It has a great riff, killer like vibe, like boom, heavy and. Killer. <laughs> and, and, and like, okay, you, you heard this when we're you're really young. You know, they, they they tell you, be careful about meeting your heroes, right? Yeah. But he yeah. It, was it different? Was it was he cool people? Oh God, he's yeah. like the nicest guy ever. Great, like great, he's great. the. Oh man. Because and, you know about also, you know about the horror stories, right? You meet the cat and like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never meet your heroes. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't had that. Uh, I haven't had that yet. Thank. I didn't goodness. have that with Not Doug real. Wimbish. I'll tell you that, man. That guy was beautiful. In fact, I got to do all of Funkadelic with him. That that album, Maggot Brain. Whoa! Yeah, this yeah. guy invited oh, me up at, to the Viper room. The Vi- yeah. Oh, dude! I I went to. I, I oh man! I like. I was there that night. I just was there for like a moment, but. That's so cool. So, you know, it was a total surprise to me, Derek. I I thought it was you know. 
blues jam and E minor come up just West Hollywood. What? And I was like, okay, you know, uh, buddy yeah. of mine, Eric, very cool people. And I get up there and there's Doug Wimbish. There's Blackbird McKnight. And, uh, then George Carlin, uh, George Carlin, George yeah, Clinton yeah, yeah. comes up and we did every song off of Maggot Brain. That's freaking nuts. And I remember, you know, back in my mind, we're going into the course and I looked over at Doug and he looked over at me. Yeah, what? You know this song. I I really couldn't believe it was happening. You were fucking there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Because, wait, it, wasn't that, um, do you know Eric McFadden? That's the guy who invited me, invited me Eric. Yeah, I know he, him. From dude. when he was in New Mexico. I know Eric way back. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, he's like, he's the coolest dude ever, man. Small fucking world, man. That was yeah. a mind blow of a gig. I couldn't believe it, man. All that stuff, right? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, he invited me and stuff, and like, man, it was it was great. I had to like, Michael I didn't Hampton see was too there much too. Of it. Kid, uh, my, uh, Kid Funkadelic, Michael Hampton. I mean, it was it was a trip. Look, look, I want to play because uh, you gave me some living color ones, and I guess this is a song you sang with the guys on tour, Glass Glass Teeth.
The sky dreams in colors, and you pull my number. It goes forever. Sleep. 
Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Glass Teeth from Living Color. And people, Derek, when he was uh, touring with Living Color, got to sing this song with peop- uh, the guys in the band. Yeah, yeah. They, I, I think I mentioned to them that I really loved it. It was the newest, one of their new, newer songs, and I was like, oh, I just love it. Can you guys play it like tonight or something? Because they weren't, I think, at first. Okay. They asked them to. And then they started playing it, and it was oh, just such a great chorus. I'll tell you, Corey, a good singer, man. man. Oh, great dude, pipes, yeah, he's great so sick. Troopa Troopa after that with Glory. They're from Danzig, Poland. Eternal Return, The Sky, Glimpse Trio of Space, and then finally, Living Color with Come On. What'd you call this, your Get Pump song? Yeah, hell yeah. I listen to it whenever I'm like, I don't know, I feel like I got like, you know, Play the meanest game of tennis in my life. <laughs> You're a tennis player? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Pretty good. Not bad, Not good at all. But yeah, I love to play. I I'm got, playing right after this. I got fucked up knees. I can't do it. But uh, it'll probably keep you in shape, right? Yeah, the sprinting is like... <laughs> Chasing the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, look, uh, you know the thing because of the situation and stuff... What about trading files over the internet? Do you do that? Trading files? Like of songs, you mean? Yeah, somebody gives you files. Here's some drum tracks. Play some guitar over this, please. Oh, yeah, all the time. That's like, I've been doing nothing but that sort of thing. Like, writing demos as well with other people in, you know, Nashville. I'm glad to hear that. Because a lot of people just bumming, you know, it's... We're going to get through this and stuff, and so in the meantime, you are you are composing, you are collabing, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's and and you probably don't use the four track anymore. You probably go right into a pewter, right? Yep, yep. I got my MacBook right here. Right, right, <laughs> right. 
And uh, what, what, what's your, like I said, drummer, but do you have any theories about click track? What do you think of that? Oh, um, I like the click track. I mean, I like it being, uh, you know, pretty on the click as much as it can be, just because I feel like I'm kind of loose, so I need something to hold me down. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like some guardrails? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, selling the best tight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like uh, inspiration. Uh-huh. Is it hard or easy? It's pretty easy, honestly. It's. I mean, I mean, of course, we all have moments, but I've learned. Like, I think it was like David Lynch would say, like, you have to go out. It's like fishing. You got to go out. You have to go out with the intention. So, like, you go out there and sit quietly and wait for it to come to you. You don't just assume that it's, like, a special thing that happens whenever. You kind of, like, if you put in the time, you got the hours, like, all right, I'll take five hours today to, like, like not text anyone or call anyone just to be in the room with the instrument. You'll get, you'll get somewhere eventually, anywhere. So don't force it. Don't force it, but also put, like – Make time for it and like sit down to do it. It's a practice, I think. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now, I know you got this new thing coming out, but are you already working on the next one? Yeah. Yeah. And I also, um, man, I finished an album too, an entire album that uh, was done over the like Christmas break and everything, and. Um, but I don't want to speak too much about that because it needs to be – it's still in the mix. But it's anyway. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. Keep, but them, also, keep them wondering. Keep them wondering. Keep, yep. keep them wondering. And uh, what about the idea of being a side man? You ever th- think of that? Being a side – yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love being like, like you know, whatever hired or just playing in the back. Like not maybe full-time – well, I'm kind of – like I'm not saying full time. I'm saying like because you're asking dudes to take direction. Maybe sometimes you put yourself in the same situation where you have to take direction just to know what it's like. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, I really don't mind it. I I play for I play for this amazing artist out here, Debbie Holiday. Yeah. Um, I'm her guitar player, and we gig all the time, or we did. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just like such a learning experience. It's, it's just a different trip, right? When you're helping somebody else, aiding a bet. And maybe it helps you with your own band when you're dealing with your cats. Absolutely. Yeah, actually, absolutely. It does the most. Wow. I never thought about that. Uh, well, man, you <laughs> look, you're still a young man. You got a lot under your belt though, man. So th- it's okay. <laughs> you haven't thought about it yet. You're going to think about a lot of stuff as, as time goes on. And in fact, you've got enough experiences now. Somebody younger just getting into this racket, what kind of advice would you have for them? Oh, man. Just kind of um, – just be, like, kind. I think be easy to work with and cool. Like, be be prepared, you know, like, as well, like, as much as you can. But also just be, like, be nice, I would say, to, like, you know, people you work with. I know, don't, like, don't be hard to work with. <laughs> no, I think that's a great fucking thing. I hardly ever, I ever, hardly ever hear that recommended. It's almost like if you got a little bit of talent, you get to be a dick. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you don't have to, I think people nowadays, we're fed up with, we're, we're tired of that shit. The, the, you know, the, like, the divas. 
Yeah, divas. Like we don't need divas. There's a hundred <laughs> everywhere. There's a hundred million guitar players. You know, it's like right, we'll get right. one of them. And where can people find you on the internet? www.derekdaymusic.com and that those are all my handles as well and um, we go on YouTube I want, I want to spell it for people D-E-R-E-K-D-A-Y-M-U-S-I-C dot com yes dot com okay that way and probably there you got links to all the other shit right yep got it all there everything yeah, yeah. And, and this record's called Fine Lines Yep, yeah. Why? Yes, sir. Why? Because I always ask about the name of a record. It is fine. Well, uh, uh, the kind of concept of it is not being uh, things that were once so clear become obscure or, you know, how things, the clearest things can be so obscure. So it's just kind of like finding out that fine line and uh, trying to understand what you or someone you're with wants. I suppose. No, no, no. Well, you, there's a tune, of course. We played it earlier in the show, but uh, that, that that's... Like, don't assume. Things can be, like, full of stuff you might still have to find out. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, like, in life. Like, we're just all, like, living beings. Like, it's a trip. Like, we're all just on this rock, and we're, like, living together... It's just every anything can happen, kind of thing, too. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking good stuff. Been uh, big honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Derek. Truly, thank you, Mike. Thank okay. you so much. That's so much fun. People, it's been the February 12, twenty twenty one edition of Peter Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>